Welcome to Politics Done Right. I'm Egberto Willis, your host. How is how are my favorite people doing this morning? Great morning on your drive in. Are you still asleep? Are you still a bit dotish? Are you still about, I don't want to be, get active right now. Well, let's cheer us all up. Anyhow, folks, welcome to Politics and Right. My name is Egberto Willis. We're going to have a great show for you today. We have a great show for you today. In the studio with us today is the one and only Howard Reynolds, who's taking care of all the magic that happens to get us live every morning. Good morning, Howard. How are you doing, sir? Oh, you were just too kind. You know that? Nah, this is not kindness, brother. This is appreciation. There's a difference. <laughs> but then I'm kind also. I am kind, but you this is kind. also appreciation, sir. How are you doing this morning? I am upright, so I guess I'll be okay, man. You'll be okay, man. And I heard that in the studio managing the phones is the one and only Jack P. Van Beber. Jack, how you doing, my brother? Yeah, let him, let him get over to the, to the uh, microphone. Oh, he's coming to the microphone. He's coming to the microphone. He's getting to the microphone. Yes, right. You know, I mean, you have to have his voice because, you know, that deep (laughs) voice that Mr. Van Beber has. We want to make sure the the whole Houston metropolitan area and the rest of the world over the Internet hears it the way it should be. How are you doing, Jack? I'm I'm getting used to my new schedule, so I'm good. Wait, hey Jack, you think five um, getting up at five is something I used to like to do, man? About five o'clock is a time close to the time I generally go to bed. I usually am going to bed at three, not anymore. Anyway, how are you doing this morning, sir? Up at three and ready to serve. There you go. Hey Jack, interest rates are going up. Clarence Thomas is doing some crazy things again. They found more stuff about him. What's your thoughts on that, sir? Well, uh, I'm not sure on on what the latest issue is, but Mr. Thomas is always up to something, I think. So I'll leave it at that on that comment. You you know what? I I love when I if if I catch somebody off guard and they say, oh, you know, you just proved that you're a radio announcer, buddy. You were able to say, you know, I didn't see that he did this bad thing this morning. Well, let me tell you, it turns out that. He had a sibling, not a sibling, a, 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 a person in the house that, you know, went that, that was going to school, a nephew that he raised as a son. And the billionaire donor decided that I guess I'll put that guy through school. And that was not reported. So we know that if that is not a conflict of interest for somebody who's bringing uh, cases in front of the Supreme Court, don't you think that's a problem? Well, it's it's a promise of a problem of a. Uh honesty and ethics for sure you know but we're not really looking at that ethical man i don't believe yeah it it is a shame that we don't it's a shame that we don't but anyway jack i just wanted to um get you on here 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 and thank you for coming in in the mornings to to man to to man the phones and all that good stuff and let you know that it's absolutely appreciated sir well thank you very much and Thank the public out there, because that's what I'm here for. Thank you. Yes, sir. But anyhow, folks, I want you guys to know that we have a full a full schedule this morning as well. Uh, Let it be known that we are in fund drive now. And I know any time we use a word like fund drive on one of these radio stations, people go, oh, let me see. During that three weeks of fund drive, 
what can I find to do? Because all they're going to be talking about is gimme, gimme, gimme money, gimme money, gimme money. Well, politics done right. Uh, I think we are not. I think we are going to uh, we are going to have our programs as normal. We are going to ask you at times to just come on in and uh, give us a call or go to the website and and donate. If you do that while I'm on air, I have a window here that I'll see what your uh, those of you who are uh, throwing some stuff out there to keep us alive, and I'll call you out if you give me permission to call you out. So um, please, uh, we can actually get this started before I get started with the program. If you can go to uh, to kpft.org, kpft.org, and just click that donate button. Click the first item to donate. Select what you want. Select what you want. Uh, remember to select Politics Done Right as the show you're supporting. And I will call you out first thing as soon as I see it pop up. On my window, I will. Alternatively, you can call 713-526-5738. And of course, you hit that number one to donate, number two to be on air. And I will be taking calls on air as I'm asking for you to support the show. Remember this. Well, I'll, I'll get into that a little bit later. But um, I want you to also know that. Well, let, let's 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 get the show started. Why Bernie's early Biden's support was imperative is the first topic that we're going to touch on. And the second topic we're going to touch on, again, um, even though we've done this, I think, two of the three days thus far this week, we're going to talk about guns again. I mean, we're talking about people's lives here. And I think we have to be serious about it. We have to get all the clutter out and really, really, really start appropriately looking at th how things are, appropriately looking at how things are. So anyhow, buckle up. Let's get busy. Title of the show, Why Bernie's Early Biden Support Was Imperative. Second one, Senator Warnock, we are not safe anywhere. The elder statesperson of the American progressive movement, Senator Sanders' support for county, country over ideology was imperative. Senator Warnock's speech puts our gun politics into perspective. He gave a hell of a speech. I kind of cut it a bit uh, put to, to give it to you here on the, um, I think it's about 11 minutes long or so. Uh, I'm going to play that one a little bit later. But anyway, I do 10 politics done right programs a week, five streaming only and five live on air via KPFT 90.1 FM Houston that I stream as well. In fact, you can see the stream as you go along. Uh, I'll, I'll give you some more information. Well, I'll just give that to you now. If you're listening on air, of course, it's 90.1 FM Houston. If you are listening on, uh, you can listen on the website by going to kpft.org and selecting streaming, or you can just download the TuneIn application from your Apple store or from your Play app store for, for Android and just find KPFT. You can stream us live. Of course, you can always go to uh, watch us live. And today was a good day to watch also because I can show you the bricks that we're going to be talking about in a little bit. You can go to uh, facebook.com slash KPFT Houston to watch the show live. You can also, I notice I said watch, meaning video. And you can also, and when I play those outtakes, you don't only get sound, but you get the videos along with it as, as well when we're doing it at KPFT, at uh, facebook.com slash KPFT Houston. And of course, you can watch it on YouTube at 
politicsdoneright.tv. Again, that is politicsdoneright.tv. So anyhow, um, this endeavor is completely funded voluntarily. I repeat, this endeavor that you're listening to here, this station, unlike the big commercial stations that you listen to, whether it be uh, 101, 99, whatever you're listening to, they have standard advertising to support them. We don't. We depend entirely on you, which means we do not owe our souls to any by anybody at all. We do. Whoops. I got to fix that. Okay. We do not owe our souls to anybody but you. And given that you are a regular human, you're not asking for our souls anyway. So, um, so we are supported by you voluntarily. That is why I make sure to maintain consistency dependability, and accuracy with my videos, podcasts, blogs, articles, newsletters, and books. Since going back live after the pandemic, I have used this newsletter, a newsletter that I send out every, every, every day before the show, to inform about the topics I'll try to cover on Politics Done Right at KPFT. Of course, you and our callers take precedence. So if I do not get to the topic or any topic in this newsletter, at least you can go back to the newsletter and check it out at politicsunright.com slash newsletter. But I try my best to get it for all those that are driving in their cars, for all those that are that are out there just cooking as they're listening to their FM or they're streaming from their laptop or whatever. Now, KPFT 90.1 FM Houston is the only real community radio station in the Houston metropolitan area and Southeast Texas. Other people call themselves public radio. Other people call themselves a lot of things, and they are. They are. But there's this eclectic feeling to who we are at Politics Done Right, where everybody has the ability to be a part of. You're a, you're a supporter. You can, you, you can visit. You can be on the air. There is just that camaraderie with the public who, who pretty much funds us. And even though you fund NPR and uh, all the time when they're doing their fund drives, and they're a good station, don't get me wrong, but I wager that you very few times can actually feel yourself a part of the hosts that are there. You know, um, as part of Politics Done Right, we have something called a PDR Posse. People, we, we touch and feel each other. We talk to each other. Folks can reach the people that they hear on the radio all of the times. That's who we are. That's who KPFT is. So beforehand, I'd like to throw it to Brother Reynolds before I continue. Brother Howard, come on in. Well, thank you, Egberto. I was sitting here listening to you talk about community radio. One of the cool things about this radio station that I found, and I worked in commercial radio for 21 years over at KODA otherwise known as Sunny 99.1. And what they have is, you know, it's it's formula. You know, it's handed down by the corporation that says, you shall play this cookie cutter playlist. 
What we have is something completely different than that. And we have access for the local artists to come in and play their songs and talk to us. And we play their local songs, too. So you get a lot of local flavor with this radio station that you don't get with the other big guys. And uh, that's one of, the, one of the things that sets KPFT aside from your standard broadcasters. Uh, when I came here, I thought, well, okay, this is different. And I got to meet a lot of the local artists and they come in and they play their songs and they talk about their shows and we interview them and find out what they're doing and all their stuff. That's really pretty cool. You know, I, I, I had not seen that before. Uh, gee whiz, this is uh, very unique. And for those who support the local music scene, we're a big part of it. You know, we let the folks on the radio and let them play their songs and talk about their careers, their shows and what they've been doing. It's pretty exciting stuff. So I just, you know, wanted to toss my two cents in there. That is an important two cents, especially somebody with experience at a commercial radio station. Thank you very much for that, uh, Brother Howard. I, I, I appreciate that sentiment, that statement. And, it, and you know, uh, so, so it's different here, folks. So I know sometimes people get upset. Oh, they're on air begging for money once again i've got to go to a station that's playing music or doing regular talk with i won't give you regular talk today but i just want to sort of point out that as i'm doing this like right now while i'm talking and preempting a bit of what i'm going to talk about with with uh with the uh the two subjects i mentioned bernie sanders and guns uh, it's a good time for you to say, okay, I'm tired of hearing to Egbertus do that preamble. So I'm going to go to kpft.org right now and I'm going to click that donate button right now. And I'm going to make sure when I select the options, I select politics and right as the, the program I'm supporting. So anyway, but I, I'm kidding, but I'm real. I'm asking you to do that. Go to kpft.org and or if you are in your car, just call out to your car to call 713 Six five seven three eight. Hit option one to contribute, and then of course you can hit. You can call back again. Hit option two, and if you want to get on air, you will be on air. Of course, you can always be on air. We 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 want those of you who can afford. And you know, anyway, let me continue with my my preamp before I get into the subject at hand. So look. KPFT 90.1 FM Houston is the only real community radio station in Houston, Metropolitan and Southeast Texas, as I mentioned before. Our reach is wide and far with our 100,000 watt transmitter. It is currently maintained by one paid staff member and volunteers. You heard me speaking to Jack Van Beber earlier. Very great volunteer. Gets, he says, I'm getting up in the mornings now to come into KPFT to command the phones for you. You know, think about it. Volunteer is what we're all about. So I ask you to make it, well, it's always worthwhile, but, you know, let's, let's, let's make this volunteering not in vain. From the manager to the hosts, including yours truly, we are volunteers. We do this because it is a place where we can be true to ourselves politically, artistically, and more. We are a place where everyone can have their voice, their expression, collectivity, individuality. That's who we are. That's who you are supporting 
when you support us. Eric Hayes in the chat says, support your local radio and AM2 as there is a movement to remove it from new cars. Why? To remove a certain voice too. AM radio, extremely important. So is FM. Uh, so let's, let's, let's keep this going, folks. Call 713-526-5738, extension 1 to support. Eric says, support KPFT and AM radio. Thank you so kindly for that sentiment, Eric. Uh, for the next three weeks, we will be fundraising to fund the station for the next quarter. To be sure, I will have a substantive and informative program even during the fund drive. My program, Politics Done Right, must raise a minimum of $250 a day to cover an informative program that has been given one hour, five days a week. How can you support Politics Done Right on KPFT? Please go to kpft.org. Please make sure to select Politics Done Right from the drop-down box when you go to the screen so it will be attributed to our program. That's, the, that's the, the first option. The second option, call 713-526-5738. Hit option one and let them know if you want to give a one-time contribution or a monthly contribution. Please let them know it is for Politics Done Right so the contribution can be attributed to our program. And again, folks, we would love for those who have the wherewithal, for those who are comfortable, for those who can, for those who regularly listen. Well, I mean, you don't have to, but if you can, consider doing the monthlies from, you know, anywhere from five bucks, 10 bucks, 15 bucks, 20 bucks, 25 bucks a month, whatever you can, consider doing it. We have a new thing out here. It's called the brick. Please consider getting a brick inscribed with your name and message for a sustaining membership of $25 per month or get a 8 by 8 brick for a $50 per month uh, membership. And for those of you listening on KPFT or, 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 or listening to uh, or watching us at facebook.com slash KPFT, guess what? You can see what the brick looks like or if you're looking at as well at politicsdoneright.tv. That is what we're talking about. You see on the screen right now, you see how we have a, a path paved with bricks. And you know, when you go to these eclectic stations, people like the idea of seeing what's different and they see the bricks and they see, ah, look at this, this pathway made by supporters of the program. A pathway made of bricks with your name on it. A pathway made with bricks and the sentiment that you want on that brick with regards to politics done right. 713-526-5738. Uh, 713-526-5738. Option number one to donate. Option number two to come on air. And I am taking people on air as well. Take a look at, uh, I'm, as I scroll here, I'm showing you the, the different formats of the brick that we're talking about and how it is a pathway made of bricks. You can see that on our website. We want to leave that up for you to see. Anyhow, let's go ahead and get into the program. Title of the first topic, why Bernie's early Biden support was impressive. And, you know, talk to me. Let me hear what you think about what I'm saying here. But anyhow, I know I, I'm going to have a couple of callers that say, Egberto, I'm mad at you for saying that. 
you know, I still love you, but I, I honestly think this is where we have to be, where Bernie's at right now as well. And I love what he's saying. Don't forget, call 713-526-5738. Option one to donate. Option two to come on air. We don't see any donations yet. I ask you so kindly to go ahead and let's let's start doing that. Let's start supporting the show. We have a high goal to meet here. Anyhow, let's get busy. I took a lot of flack from the very progressive portion of my audience for supporting Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and Ilan Omar's early support for President Joe Biden's re-election. You know, I mean, when I took my host hat off and said, ah, that's what I think we got to do, right? And then what happens? Uh, What happens then, folks? What happens then? It hit the fan when Bernie Sanders went on CNN's State of the Union with Dana Bash. Some could not understand why, in addition to supporting their positions, some of us wholeheartedly agreed with them, with those positions. We wholeheartedly agreed with it. Progressives have a constancy of headwinds. You know, everybody has, when I say everybody, I mean those that have been convinced by a plutocracy, thinks that the things that those of us on the progressive domain wants is just fantasy. It's just, you know what? You know, I even had a couple, well, I think it was one caller who said, we can't just take it away from the rich. Are we going to make them poor? Even if we throw all the money uh, that they have into the pail, we get it one time and then we don't have it anymore. Of course, that is the narrative that they put out there, the plutocracy does, because of how they did things. I want to give you guys a great example, folks, right? If you're driving to work right now, you're a secretary, you're a janitor, you're an engineer, you're a lawyer, you're, I mean, you're driving right now, going to a corporate job or doing something, you get something called a salary or a wage. That's what you get right now, right? A salary or a wage. And you know what? A salary and our wage is something that pays you for the labor that you produce, right? Well, you know, rich people don't get real big salaries and wages because they know that's for the little man. They know that is taxed. So the very rich, they get their monies in forms that are generally untaxed or taxed lightly. Something called Capital gains that's only realized when you so when you sell the stock. But you're still rich because if you have Exxon, the projection of most stocks are a slight, not a slight, a substantive rise over even the interest that you get in a bank. So your wealth keeps to it keeps increasing without many a times government intervention. You know. You also make your money or your, your wealth increases as the value of your home increases. It's your best asset. It's your most expensive asset. So is the asset of stocks for the rich guy. The rich guy has homes, but most of his assets are in stocks, right? So how did these guys pay off the government, the people who work for us? They pay for them to win elections, you know, and then they say, okay, you will pay a tax every year on your hard asset, your home, your car, etc. But somehow other hard assets like stocks and, and etc., you don't have to pay 
any taxes on that wealth. You're paying taxes on your wealth when it comes to your home, but you're not paying taxes to your wealth when it comes to stocks. And guess what? A stock can be a REIT a, 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 uh, based on, on, on assets, just like you have a home. You could have stocks that are in apartments, in buildings, etc. And just doing it that way, you don't pay any taxes on it as it appreciates. But if my home increases in value, my taxes for that year increase in value because of the price of my home. So rich people, there are they own more. The, the top 10% owns more than half, well, much more. I think it's like 80% of the asset value in this country, untaxed until, and then, when they sell it and they show that they made a profit income, like your income from wages, guess what happens, my brothers and sisters? At that point, at that point, they do not pay the total tax that you and I would pay on our salaries. I'm on, I mean, it's a, it's a racket. And the reason you don't learn this on regular TV or radio, it's all the people running this racket are also the people paying for commercials, paying for ads on these stations. So you don't learn these things. So you can have a caller who calls into me, very nice guy, very respectful guy, calls in and says, we have to protect the rich. We can't take what they have because what happens after it is done? Has anybody asked the most of the people who are out there working and paying taxes, working and, and, and not getting, and, and somebody else skimming their worth, is anybody asking them, or giving them relief? No. Even now, I wake up this morning, well, I found out yesterday that once again, for the mistakes of the plutocracy, for the mistakes of the rich who owns corporations, we are going to pay 0.25% higher interest rates again so we've gone from two from zero we're up to five or something percent now you pay it's proven that the inflation was caused by corporate greed not because things costed more and did the feds find a way or did your politician find a way to force these companies not to gouge us? No, they just said, we can't ask the plutocracy to change their ways. All we can do is increase interest rates so that people stop buying from the plutocracy and then the plutocracy is indirectly told not to, not to go any further with their price increases. Now, inflation has dropped from about 10% to about 4% now, and the feds want to squeeze the more out of you by increasing and throwing us into a recession. And again, remember, when interest rates are up, the banks who didn't invest in all those uh, crazy bonds that were at a lower percentage, you know, they win. What I'm trying to tell you, folks, is the reason we are at the state that we are in right now is because... Most of us are uninformed, and there's nothing wrong with being uninformed. If you're not being informed, people are working so hard. Who, is, who, who has the time, except let's say now you're listening to KPFT and we're putting some information out there now. Who has the time? 
You keep the folks working so hard that when they get home, they don't want to go on to Wikipedia. They don't want to go on to a new site. They want to go to a, a show. They want to chill. They want to, you know, it, it is, they, want to, they want to listen to something that doesn't tax their mind too much. After all, they've been working so hard on the job, right? So we want something to chill, man. We want to chill. So you can't blame the average hardworking American. And, you know, you'd have some folks in the plutocracy who'd like to talk about things like, oh, Americans, don't, they don't work hard. We are the hardest working people on the planet. All the other Western countries, they get big vacations. They get so much time off. But we work. We work. They like to disparage the folks in the ghettos, the barrios and Appalachia, but you go to the bus stations in those places and you know what? People are at the bus stop, but they have to disparage somebody. They have to disparage the other so that you believe that it's not the fault of the people up top that has you in pain, but those others who don't have a voice at the bus stops, those who don't have a voice in rush hour traffic, those who don't have a voice elsewhere. They give you the semblance of prosperity by giving you easy credit. You'd flop out that credit card and you go buy stuff, man. You know, hey, you're not making great wages, but damn it, you got credit and you use it. And then when the economy overheats because these guys decide to play with the supply of oil they play with the supply by making everything overseas and whenever there's a hurricane or a disruption there's a bit of a shortage which cause increases or they decide that we just want more profits because we can nobody can stop us nobody is willing to put the wherewithal to stop us so you know what hey we just go ahead and do it and you pay and nobody tells you this, man. You know something is wrong, but you think you don't have power to do something. You do have power, though. But you just have to vote right. You just have to vote correctly. And too often, why do you think they bring up the trans issue, the abortion issue, the gun issue? All these things, they try to keep us fighting on each other's on things that don't. Why do they do that? Because they don't give you a chance to listen to what we're talking about now but you know what folks you are and even though you are one person you have a mother a father a brother a friend an acquaintance somebody who trusts you more than they trust me somebody who trusts many others but they have you and you are there are things here that you may not have known that you're knowing now you know and you can inform them. You can be that voice of reason. You can be that voice that are going to say, let's not keep doing the same thing over and over again the same way and expecting a different results. So progressives have a constancy of headwinds. Our fight is not just with right-wing fascists, but with neoliberals in both parties. The fascist fools the feeble-minded and the neoliberals convince the timid that they must support less than optimal policies for the working class. The reality is that until progressives are able to attain like a nuclear fission reaction, critical mass, we will have to support the optimal choice given the current reality. I was a Bernie Sanders delegate. I'm taking my host hat now off now. I was a Bernie Sanders delegate. 
2016 at the Democratic Convention. In the end, I gave Hillary uh, Clinton, my full-throated support. In 2020, I was all in for Bernie again. I flew to Las Vegas to canvas in Latino communities. And in those communities, talking to people, we have to do things that are going to make lives better for all of us. That's what we got to do. That's what we do. And we're talking to these guys, English, Spanish, English, Spanish, those who didn't quite understand, those folks who were those, uh, había unos Latinos saliendo de la tienda, no sabiendo si iban a votar o lo que sea. There's these people coming out of the store who didn't know if they're going to be out there voting or not. And we were, hey, guys, you got to vote. You got to support people who are going to support policies that make lives better, not only for you, but for your kid, your daughter, your mother, your father, your grandfather, everybody. That's what we had to do. And I mean, Bernie cleaned up in, in Nevada. It sent a panic. It sent a panic through the Democratic Party. Panic through the Democratic Party, which caused the immediate coalescing of all leading Democratic candidates behind Biden. So, we progressives, those who are progressives, didn't get over the bar that time. But as an engineer, I tell you something, gradients are tough. So we make the best choice that we have given what's on the plate. I supported Biden once again because, or not once again, this time, because he was the obvious choice given our failure to get our preferred candidate through the manufactured headwinds. No one will make it easy for progressives to attain critical mass. Progressives must build it and rebuild it over and over again. The polls tell us Americans want the policies we promote. Unfortunately, we are made to fear campaigning on them in a full-throated manner because of the fear that others would see progressives attempting to attain a utopia. And they vote for the next best option out of that fear. I mean, I wrote a book about this stuff, man. How to Make America Utopia. Why? Because it was like telling folks, you have control. They want you to believe you don't, but still, we still have one person, one vote. Why are Republicans putting in voter, voter laws right now to keep voters down? Because they understand it. When we vote in mass, when we vote in volumes, People show up. I'm going to play this Bernie Sanders piece. While I'm playing this, I also ask you so kindly to call 713-526-5738. Welcome aboard. Believe what you see. He says, right on, brother. Please give us a call. 713-526-5738. 713-526-5738. Hit option one. Give us support. Remember to select politics and right as a show you want to support or go to kpft.org hit that donate button the first option give us something so i'll see it on the screen if you do it right now i'll see it let me go ahead and play bernie and then we'll move on bernie sanders gives a good reason why even as a super progressive that he is that he intends to support uh B joe biden and he has a message for joe biden yes we are in a democracy crisis here but what we will do is support biden he says 
and then make sure Biden supports the working class. I want you to hear this out of Bernie Sanders, and then we'll take it on the other side. Senator President Biden announced his campaign officially for re-election this week. He would be 86 years old by the end of his second term. You're one year older than President Biden. Is his age something that voters should consider in 2024? Well, I think when you look at a candidate, you consider a lot. I think age is one thing. I think experience is another thing. I think your record that you have established is another thing. Uh, but to my mind, Donna, when you put it all together, what you have to look at is what does the candidate stand for? Which side are they on? Are they on the side of the billionaire class? Or are they on the side of working people? Look, it is no great secret. I ran against Biden. No great secret that he and I have strong differences of opinion. But when we live in a nation where you have a major political party, the Republican Party, where many, not all, but many of their leadership doesn't even believe in democracy. They maintain the myth that Trump won the last election. They're trying to keep people from voting. They're trying to deny women the right to control their own bodies. So that's a whole issue out there. If you believe in democracy, you want to see more people vote, not fewer people vote. I think the choice is pretty clear. And that choice is Biden. And second of all, what I do believe is the Democrats and the president have got to be stronger on working class issues. They've got to make it clear that we believe in a government that represents all, not just the few. Take on the greed of the insurance companies, the drug companies, Wall Street, all the big money interest and start delivering for working class people. You do that. I think Biden is going to win in a landslide. Anyway, folks, uh, so you hear him. He's not giving up on the belief we have to support the working class. And by the way, working class, your support is right here at KPFT. Please give us a call at 713-526-5738. Option one to donate. Option two to speak to me live on air. I think I'm going to skip the 10-minute uh, Warnock thing, but if you go to politicsandright.com slash newsletter, you can uh, see the video. I have a link to the video uh, uh, with Warnock. Excellent speech out there. But anyway, let's go to John Garza. John Garza, come on in, my dear friend. Come on in. How are you doing this morning? Hello, my friend, Berto. John Garcia. Hey, Senor Garcia, como estas? Everything okay? Great. Uh, Talk to me. Morning. Uh, listen, regarding progressive versus conservative or right wingers. I, I mean, in, in a polarization, there gotta be two parts to pull apart the country. And I know you defend yeah, the progressive that is one of the options, but I'm gonna tell you what's missing in in the right side. The right side, they don't see the problems. They try to hide the problems. They see that that country's doing fine and the, the, the country's gonna be doing better if government does less. So they don't want to see the problems because if they point to the problems, then the government should be doing something. So they try to say everything is fine. So they, their policy is how. They only are concerned on production, of economic production, but not concerned on how to improve the society. And on the other side, the, the progressives are very concerned how to improve the society, but they're not, not really caring about how to produce, how the economy. I mean, the government should spend a lot, but they are not. You have to have a policy to make sure that there is enough economic production to pay taxes, 
for the government to do what the government needs to do. So both part of the speech, the both the both streams are focused on just one half of the policy. So the moment we are going to really get together in, in finding solutions is when both sides understand that they need to take care of the whole politics spectrum on production and also how to spend or invest on public investments for the, the society to do better. So that I, I know you are pulling to one side, but it will be even better if you try to be in the middle by negotiating how to deal with both sides of the of the necessarily uh, components of the politics. Got uh, John, I think uh, we have spoken about this a whole lot of times. And I think, uh, first of all, I agree with absolutely everything that you said minus one thing, that a progressive like me does not understand uh, the business portion and how much uh, there is business versus social issues. And my contention is uh, I do understand that well. And not only do I understand that well, I think that, as you pointed out correctly, that is the biggest failing. Uh, most progressive of my ilk, we are not we are not some sort of communist or something like that. We believe in free enterprise, but we also believe in the responsibility of free enterprise who was given their free enterprise by everybody, including themselves, of course. And as such, they have to be responsible citizens in our society. And my contention is starting from commerce. Again, uh, yesterday's show was about the Powell memo. Unless somebody reads the Powell memo, they do not understand what is occurring. They do not understand the brainwashing that has occurred in this country via uh, organizations like the Heritage Foundation, the Cato Institutes, and other institutions created, not me saying, they saying, they created these things to ensure that that class remains autonomous. So that's all I'm saying. I don't disagree with anything that you said, but I do think that you completely misunderstand progressives like me. We are not some folks that don't believe no, but, uh, business. I, I mean, Egberto, I, I'm not really saying that you as a person, but I mean as a movement, if you analyze the speech of, of basically most of the, of the progressive speakers or leaders, they are, they, they speak always goes to how to invest the money, how to improve things. It's a matter of how the content of your policy, even for elections. So if you want to, if you want not Biden winning, but I mean a centrist, if you want somebody more on the left winning, the speech has to have a lot of what you said. Of the, uh, I, I agree with you. Hey, everybody. I basically, John, you are so right. One of the things you would see in a lot of my blogs is that the left are very poor at communicating and the right uh, communicating their policies that that are, in fact, the things that you talk about as well. But the right is great at communicating things that they will never do. So, I mean, you're absolutely right about that, sir. But, hey, John, I have to go to another caller, and I'm trying to raise some money here for my show has to raise $250, and people are listening to the show but not calling in 
for contribution or not contributing yet at the website. So I'm going to ask them to please give us a call at Cape or at 281-705-02. Oh, that's, whoa, whoa. I was about to give my phone number out to 713-526-5738. Again, that number is 713-526-5738. I repeat, 713-526-5738. Hit Option number one to donate, option number two to speak like our wonderful uh, guest that we just had here, brother John Garcia. Muchísima gracias, John Garcia, for coming in with that with with that great statement. Thank you, Bert. Have a great day, and you're doing great. Politics on right or politics on left. Something. <laughs> Have a great day, brother. Have a good one. All right, let's go to Tag. Come on in, Tag. How are you doing, my brother? Tag, you're hot. Tag, did you leave us and you're no longer hot, Tag? Well, I'm, I'm, I'm here, Alberto. Talk to me. Hello, hello, can you hear me? Yes, sir. Yeah. I just wanted to let you know that I put my money where my mouth is this morning. Oh, you did. I, I appreciate you, Tag. I appreciate it. I haven't seen it show up yet on my screen. So uh, forgive me that I didn't mention it, but I, but I will definitely call you out now. I believe your word. So, folks, Tag's longtime listener of Politics Done Right, supporter of KPFT. Uh, we want to thank those of you who put your money where your mouth is, where your ears is. We thank you. We could not do this without you, Tag. Thank you so kindly. Anything else you want to add, my brother? Well, yeah, a couple things real quick. For for one thing, I, I put the money in on a PayPal link now. So that was very easy to use PayPal to make the donation now. But I, I wasn't able to designate your your show. So uh, let it be known that it's in there. Uh, okay, well, uh, I'll make sure to send an email to the to the people who are, who are doing this to let them know that Tag donated this morning via PayPal, which, again, if you, go to, if you click on the donate button, it gives you the option for PayPal and many other things. So, yeah, we'll do that. Thank you so kindly, sir. Thank you so kindly. Anything I, else you want to add, my brother? Yeah, I heard the other day that there, uh, the Pacific uh, is working on getting the community grant money back for KPFT, and maybe you could speak about that because that's a huge chunk of money that would be coming right from the federal government. And uh, when we lost that money, it made it a lot more difficult to keep our heads above water. Right. So once once that process gets in place fund drives will be a lot shorter and a lot less painful and we just have to get through this fund drive and i think then we'll have additional revenue coming from back from the federal government i think that's very important to mention i i thank you for bringing that up we're working very hard to make sure we fulfill all the all the different steps that one has to to regain regain that as you know it's 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 difficult but we do it but brother tag i appreciate you kpft appreciates you and all of you who keep us on. I mean, we appreciate all our listeners, those who can give, those who can't give. This is a, we are here for everybody. We just ask you to, those of you who have the wherewithal to be here for us as well. Thank you so kindly, Tag, for what you do for the station. Like you, I, I supported Bernie Sanders also. Um, I went and saw him speak um, mm -hmm. when he was in Houston. And, and, um, but I think uh, Bernie has become quite practical about the fact that Biden is getting a lot of progressive um, policies, policies in, yes. in our government today. And maybe maybe we don't get all of progressive desires, 
but we're getting some of the stuff in there for the people. And, and also uh, we're getting uh, some things to hold back the right wing and, and the corporatocracy, as you say, you know, they don't seem to have a glass ceiling on how much they want to charge or how much money they want to make. Uh, What was it? Uh, uh, Exxon just had almost a trillion dollars that they made in the first uh, quarter this year. I mean, Mm -hmm. come on, how much money do you need to make? And I Again, that's really what you get doing. blind from it, Tag. You get blind. After a while, it's a game. And the problem with it being a game for those uh, super rich is that the little person, the person going to work every day, they are the they are the butt of the you-know-what. But thank you so kindly, Brother Tag. Let me go ahead and get to Mr. Van Beber, who wants to get on air as well. So, um, you know, this is the, this open-door policy. You give us a call anytime, brother, okay? Tag? And we're getting Jack ready here. Okay, great. Come on okay, in, brother. Go. Brother He's Jack, you're on. The microphone. All right. And All here right. we go. Uh, yeah, I've, I've got some comments on this. You know, I don't understand the tenured system for, for picking our candidates. It seems like it's a tenured system. You know, I, I know they're vetted by a lot of people, uh, you know, but, you know, the, the question is, you know, why aren't we using our, our best, you know, candidates to run the best progressive candidates to run? Uh, you know, I just I just never understood that system, because when they ran Hillary against Trump, I knew Hillary wouldn't win. But I really thought Bernie would have a better chance. You know, I, th- I think wonder- Bernie would have won. Uh, and that's the reason why I think the Democratic remember the Democratic Party is a big tent of a lot of different factions. And of course, the faction in the Democratic Party that has a whole lot of money, they will push their money the best they can. Now, they there are times that progressives come out, Jack, and they fail. Let's give an example. AOC won in New York, uh, in a New York district from, I don't remember the name of the guy she beats, but that guy was supposed to be the Speaker of the House. After And the reason why Nancy Pelosi stayed longer is that he lost to AOC. Remember, AOC was to win, was to lose that seat in a landslide she won. I spoke to her just before that election at Netroots. And I looked into that young woman's eyes. She was, you know, 20, I guess, 29, something like that. And I'm like, based on how she was campaigning, personalizing it door to door, I know she was going to win. And she did. I told her that. And I have a video that's how it starts my YouTube that says, this is who's going to win the seat. You're right, Jack. Uh, But we are those who are progressives just have to work a little bit harder because they don't have the cash to misinform that others have. So they have to do it like AOC did it, like Ilan Omar did, like all those others who went door to door and did old time politics to win. Now, when it comes to the presidential level, again, uh, the, the progressives have just got to stand up harder. And I know uh, this is not to, this is not, throwing any shade at progressives. It's just harder when you are doing this kind of a stuff against an establishment that is following the pathway of the Powell memo. Oh, go ahead, brother. Continue. And, and the, uh, the media uh, is uh, just too big on the other side for some of the progressive ideas to get out. Right. Uh, you know, 
I'm asking, you know, why is the president allowing the bankster to manipulate the economy and kneecap him before the election by making his numbers look bad? You know, let me tell you why. I want to answer that, Jack. Sorry to interrupt you. I want to answer that. He's playing a game. All right. It's either you get the minor kneecap right now to kind of give them what they want or you let them bring you down altogether. And that is why that's the game being played. You know, I sit down and watch. It's a game Obama played when he didn't lock these people up, which he should have. It's the game that Biden is playing. You have to find a way to break the guys. But remember, our treasure, I mean, our, we, don't have, we don't have a public banking system here. And they don't want that like they have in North Dakota. We have a private banking system that with power. And that's the issue, sir. Yes. Anything else, my brother? Yeah, uh, you know, I'm sitting here looking at the the structure, you know, the structure of, of everything, the judicial, the legislative, and the executive, and there seems to be a, a a banking branch there too that nobody talks about. Yes, yes. By the way, I have to interrupt for a minute to say thank you so kindly. Uh, uh, Sue, let's see. Uh, thank you so kindly, Susan, for being a new supporter of KPFT via Politics Done Right. Or actually, you're an existing supporter, but thank you very much for re upping here at KPFT. Thank you so kindly. I don't think you understand what it means to us that we know somebody on the other side of our microphones listening and supporting what we're doing. We simply could not do it without you. We couldn't do it without you. Okay. Give me a close air, Jack. Anything else you want to say before we got to go? Well, uh, you know, the re- the recession is supposed to lift, you know, later on in 2025, you know, what a coincidence. That's my right. last comment. Yeah. Well, let me, let me tell you something. We are, we don't have to go into recession. We don't have to go into recession. Uh, they, I, I tell you, I, I'm going to use this last few minutes to tell a story because this morning we had one of the prognosticators on uh, MSNBC and they're talking about uh, getting the last two percentage points out of, um, out of this, out of inflation, right? And to do that, it means reducing, uh, keep increasing the interest rate so that we reduce employment by about a couple million people, right? And in other words, we have to hurt the, the working class to get inflation down to 2%, according to these guys. Not true. All we have to do is get the greed out of the market, but you know they're going to put, the, put, put it on the working class. And then when, when, uh, when Morning Joe asks, Why, what, what's holding on to that 2%? And the answer to that 2% was wages. Now, wages have been stagnating for the last 40 years. And now that wages are going up, they're saying, let's pay the price. The price for wages going up is inflation. We are going to inflate the price of the things because guess what? We got to pay more wages, which they've been denying for decades after decades after decades. So the portion of inflation left according to them or wages. Okay, if you guys bring the last caller in quick, I can get him within that three minutes that's left. Uh, come on in, MOD, right away, real quick. MOD, you got 30 seconds because I got to go. 30 seconds by brother MOD. Thank you for calling, first of all. Talk. Uh, so we talked about after Powell, Supreme Court Justice, made that um, entry, the 
the decoration, the the act, uh, the pal act. Yes. Uh, less than a year later, he tapped this guy named Car- uh, Klaus Schwab because he rep- was to represent the corporations. Fifty years later, are we surprised to see, Erto, that this is actually this big business sort of running the show? No, sir. Um, but, you know, big business have been running the show from the inception of the country. A lot of folks don't realize that even slavery was a part of the capitalist system that was very important in keeping us as a country, uh, the southern portion of this country, active. Can I say one more thing? Yes, sir. Real quick, real quick. So so, so if we see the banks, we, we see it as chaos and collapse. But what if they're just consolidating, getting as much money as they can? Before they go to this new Fed now. Wait a minute. You hold on a second, MOD. My God, I have the the smartest listeners on the planet. MOD, the word you used was what if they're consolidating? Go ahead and hang up the phone now, sir, because I gotta go. But that was a statement. And let me say that in 30 seconds. MOD hits the nail on the head. You see all those banks that are falling apart right now? And you notice who are buying up those banks that are falling apart? MOD reads it. What happened after 2008? The great banking consolidation after they screwed us all. What's happening in 2023 after these banks starting to collapse? The great bank consolidation. MOD, you nailed it. You nailed it. Now, the, the, the guys who study banking and all of that, they have an answer to that that's going to make it seem like you're just a left-winger talking crap. I know from what I'm saying, and MOD, what you said was absolutely what's happening as well. Folks, please give us a call, 713-526-5738. Hit option one. Tell them that you are providing support for politics done right. Please, we need those contributions. As I mentioned, my goal has to be over $250 every day for the next three weeks to keep us on air. My name is Egberto Willies. This is Politics Done Right, and you guys know how I end this baby. Go to kpft.org, hit donate, and select Politics Done Right. Support the program. My name is Egberto Willies. This is Politics Done Right, and you guys know how I end this baby. I am what? Out! We spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel, and number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join.